Welcome to Fears of a No-Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. My conversation this week with actress Haley Brown was really fun. We chatted about all kinds of things that go on in the acting world. And any actors listening, there's some good information to pick up on in here. Haley is wonderfully open and honest, and that made our conversation about fears that much more insightful. Okay, hello, and welcome everyone. I am here with my friend Haley Brown who is an actor. Actually, you know what, Haley, let me let you introduce yourself um, and just tell us what your creative pursuits are. Okay. Yes, I'm an actor. Um, I went to college for theater and minored in film. Uh, I'm a theater maker from time to time. I haven't produced anything since moving to Atlanta, but I lived in LA until a year and a half ago. Before that, (laughs) I lived in LA. Um, And I ran a theater company with some friends uh, that we had created out of an internship at a classically based theater in L.A. with the mission of creating more roles for women um, and people of color in classical theater. Very awesome. So we did that for a couple years and produced, I think, seven shows. Um, all class, all Shakespeare, except for two. One was a modern play and one was a Jacobean. So, oh, okay. You know, Shakespeare adjacent. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. And then what else have I done? Uh, I've produced some shorts here and there, but again, nothing quite recently. Producing is a lot of hard work. Yeah. Producing is crazy. And money. And I just haven't had the energy, but I have the itch these days. I'm not sure if I have the energy, but I have the itch to work on something that's my own. Oh, that's so interesting. I've been feeling, I feel that. Yeah. Like that whole, like do your own projects to get yourself out there and seeing even as an actor. Exactly. So I'm a huge proponent of creating your own work. Um, It's just so much work Mm -hmm. to do that. (laughs) So here in Atlanta, you've been in Atlanta for how long, you said? A year and a half almost. I moved from L.A. two years ago, but I was in my parents' house in Athens oh, okay. for about six months because I thought I was only leaving L.A. for three months to just kind of check it out here. Uh-huh. And three months, it quickly became apparent, was not long enough. And then I got an agent around month four, and I had not gotten an agent in L.A. in all nine fucking years of being there. So I was like, okay, I should give this a real solid shot and kept extending my sublet in LA until the girl was like, um, can I just stay here? It doesn't seem like you're, (laughs) I was like, you're correct. So I moved into a place in Atlanta in May of last year. Okay. Very cool. And what are you finding yourself working on here? Are you doing more theater still? You kind of focusing on film and television or kind of dividing your time? I've been trying to stay focused on film and television. This last summer has been really, really slow. I've heard that's kind of the thing for everyone. Oh my God, this last summer, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I'm still feeling it. 
Yeah. Only slowly coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, I got an audition in my email today from an agent that I hadn't, I have two agents, I guess. I'm not sure about this one <laughs> in Greensboro, but I got an email from them for something that was like, oh, I need a German accent. I reached out to a friend who's, who's from Austria and Germany and was like, Hey, can you record these lines for me? And right after she was like, yeah, sure. I'll do that tomorrow. My agent emailed me again. Sincere apology. That was not meant for you. I've had nothing in like three weeks or at least it feels like that. It might, it might be two, but it feels like a month or more. Um, and my day job, I have a day job in marketing that's like a nine to five that got really intense in May of this last year, Mm -hmm. right when things slowed down. So it was kind of an interesting trade-off, you know, that I was like, okay, well, if I have to be really busy with this job, that's not my dream. Then at least my dream stuff is just slow anyway, but it kind of has put me into a weird mental place. Oh yeah. What am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely understandable. Um, now you mentioned your day job and earlier we were talking about that. Uh Um, how do you find balancing doing a nine to five and getting your creative fix or focusing on your acting career or that sort of thing? Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. And that I see how people get content with the jobs that pay and have benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, I had always kind of resigned myself to working a string of part-time jobs in the name of being flexible to be an actor. And in some ways that is helpful, but also so crazy making. And I was doing that in LA Mm -hmm. and working like five different gig economy jobs and then started being a personal assistant for this woman that has then led to this like marketing job. And she's always been really supportive of my acting stuff. So in theory, I have a great actor survival job that if I had something come up, I would be able to go do it because Mm -hmm. my boss has always been like acting comes first, but we haven't really like checked in about it in a while. And I feel less and less like I actually have that freedom and it hasn't come up. So I feel like the longer that it doesn't come up when it does, it'll be more of an issue in a way. Yeah, you'll get the the side eye. Like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, I haven't been as focused on theater, but I love theater and I've really wanted to do more musical theater, but I can't even put myself out there for those regional theater jobs that would take me away for a couple months or something. Um, So it's not like a a restaurant job where you can just like come and go. So that's kind of an, I mean, and for a long time, I thought I didn't want those gigs. But now that I can't have them, <laughs> I won't like, well, wait. Maybe I do. It's that unattainable yeah. thing on the other side. I, I don't want to say the grass is greener, but like, yeah, you know, it's. Yeah. So it's, I, it feels like a, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the alternative is to what I currently have going. The balance is hard because mentally my job requires a lot of me and I'm really tired when I'm done with it and I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I really like the people, but I don't like the work. And it's like interesting, but it's just, it's not what I want mm-hmm. to be doing. But I would do anything for my boss. <laughs> well, that's, that's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you currently working on 
um, creative wise, acting wise right now? I'm in a class. Thank God. So that's helping. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I was not in classes for a while. The first class I took when I was in Atlanta was really creatively fulfilling for a while. And then kind of, there was a lot of drama that <laughs> with that particular coach and yeah, I know. Why are you surprised? There's drama, <laughs> drama, the drama with class. drama people? <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, so after that, I was kind of burned for a little while, and I just kind of wanted to feel things out. And I know a lot of people take a lot of the more popular spots in town. Um, and I did a workshop with this woman here that I really liked, and so I'm I'm trying her classes now. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm doing that. It's an all women's class, which is really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Like the first class we did, we did some pretty heavy stuff right off the bat. Um, not really, not reading heavy sides or anything, just really dealing with ourselves as people and who we are and who we feel ourselves to be. And a lot of stuff was put out there and everyone cried. Oh, wow. And only one person ever apologized for getting emotional. And I feel like if men had been in that room, it would oh, have been really difficult. Constant. I'm so sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah. But only one person ever was like, I'm sorry. And we were all like, you're fine. Uh-huh. You know? That's amazing. That's yeah. such a, a, it's like a safe space for, yeah. For emotional output mm-hmm. and, and criticism and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really good so far. So I'm, I'm like four classes into that. And then, um, Shakespeare on Draft. Yay! It's Shakespeare just, on Draft. It's such a low time commitment. So I don't care what they give me as long as I'm doing it. Yeah. Because it's just so fun. Um, and what are you doing with Shakespeare on Draft? So we're doing Titus Andronicus on October 22nd at Orpheus Brewing. Uh, free show. Don't worry, um, it will be in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> Buckets of Blood yes. will be involved. I'm playing Emilius, who's a Roman soldier, I, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, guess. I, I didn't feel like that attached to any of the larger roles in this particular play, so I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not really fighting for anything at this point. So, But hashtag, I played Hermia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and have had bit roles ever since. But again, it's like, it's an easy, excuse me, time commitment and, um, feeds me a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, other than that, I've been trying to be better about looking up theater auditions and I'm working on, I'm working on, I haven't really been working on, but I'm thinking about working (laughs) on monologues. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) That's fair. Monologues Um, are the worst. I hate monologue auditions. I hate them. I hate them so much. I recently took a class, which um, was very helpful for me because I was forced to do monologues like the entire time. I think I have to do that. And I hated it so much, but it was so useful. Yeah. Just, yeah. I keep talking about like accountability partners with, um, like Elizabeth and whoever that we're going to sit down every Sunday and work on stuff. And so far we haven't been doing that, but I've been doing some other stuff as far as like actor branding. Like okay. I did a survey that I sent yes, out yeah, yes. to a bunch of people. So I'm kind of sorting through that feedback. 
I still um, need some more responses though. Do you mind if I ask like where, how did you come up with doing a survey? So a friend of mine went through a class a couple years ago that did this. Oh really? Um, yeah. And I, I had wanted to do a survey anyway. Mm-hmm. And that there was this pre-existing thing. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Has um, doing the survey and kind of looking into your branding stuff, how, how has it been, been helpful and what are you, where are you headed with that? Yeah, I'm, I still have some steps to go through with the feedback. Um, it's been really interesting to see how people feel about me. It's largely positive. So that good. feels okay. good, uh-huh. but there are negative things in there that it's just, it's a lot of things that I've been afraid of being like perceived as flaky or, okay. um, easily distracted. I know. I, but it's like things I know about myself. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. There it's, I'm just not hiding it very well, <laughs> apparently, or not as well as I thought I was. So that's a, a big takeaway is, uh, you can't hide. Right. Everybody sees you everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody's figured out that I'm a serial killer yet, but yeah. <laughs> all the bodies. <laughs> No, but uh, for the most part, the things that I'm afraid of being that are negative are still there, but there's still the good things too. So it's just like taking both of those things in and processing it. And one of the sort of quotes or whatever is like, would you rather try to control how everyone else feels about you or just accept it? And all of these qualities are castable qualities. Mm-hmm. Being annoying is a castable quality. Totally. Yeah. As sad, sad as it is to yeah. be told that sometimes you're annoying. <laughs> just oh. put that on your list and be like, here, casting directors, yeah. I'm annoying. You're looking for someone annoying, <laughs> easily distracted, and somewhat flaky. I'm your girl. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But also positive, effervescent. Like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of nice things in there, too. Okay. So, So I try to think about the nice things um <laughs> and breathe and like breathe. A lot of breathe through it yeah yeah and then what's the next step with all of this information so kind of drilling down into core qualities of of like phrases that are like one that's kind of come to me uh, thus far I don't know if it will be in the final list or whatever but is like am I a good witch or a bad witch <laughs> um, which does it doesn't it's not like nurse you know or yeah. or some sort of typecast thing which I am you know a perf- great typecast nurse or whatever right but it, it it encapsulates something about what I give off okay so I think that that what I would like for that to do is help me bring me to every breakdown got you rather than trying to be the breakdown mm-hmm and that's a lot of what the acting school, I guess, I'm working with now is about, too, is, like, who are you? Accept it. Bring it to the room. Don't gotcha. try to play this breakdown because mm-hmm. you'll make yourself crazy. True. And there's no way to know what the fuck they want. <laughs> yes. And they don't know what they want. They don't know what they want <laughs> most of the time. And it could be, like, you know, we want this color toothbrush today and you're that color. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. it. Mm-hmm. So, um. Oh my God. And I've been a reader in like a 
really big casting office before for a really big project. I didn't even know what it was. It was one of those secret ones where they had bogus sides and they had all these men coming in to read for this roguish uh, character. (laughs) And I swear to God, we saw guys who were 15 and 43. Like what? It didn't make any sense. It was like, how an interesting thing to learn from that was that your headshot better look like you. Yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Some of these people have been sent in off a headshot that then when, when they came it's in, it was like, old. you are 16. Oh. You don't look this way. Or yeah, this headshot is 10 years old. You oh don't my look gosh. this way. I'm getting new headshots taken on Saturday, <laughs> finally. Side note. I have been using really old <laughs> Oh, really? How old are they? I don't even want to say. <laughs> I don't like when I've taken them into workshops and stuff. The reason I kept using them was because no one said anything yeah. for so long that I was like, okay. I, I mean, don't... when you get to be a certain age, if you're not like as a, a woman of a certain, like, you know, youngish middle age, yeah. you don't change much. That much. Yeah. You I definitely don't. gained weight, but <laughs> tell me. About I can't. Them. It's like I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks like Haley, I think. Yeah. When I brought it in, I actually I've had one person be like, "I can tell that you're younger and thinner in this." I was like, "Oh, oh wow, oh <laughs> wow." Um, and I have had headshots taken since then that I just didn't like, so I didn't want to use them. Yeah, so I'm really hoping I get some good ones on Sunday. That's awesome. Well, I so, hope it works out, and hopefully the like survey stuff will help me figure out what qualities to bring to those shots oh yeah that's yeah that's a very interesting like perspective to have this information about me you know how do I portray it yeah in a in a headshot that's really cool yeah and like I'll probably revamp my website once I have all of this information yay website yeah man I'll put that does anyone look at those I don't know (laughs) I'm constantly working on my website like constantly so really I don't know I periodically, if I've, if I've been cast in something, I'll go update like the resume side of things, but I haven't really done a large overhaul in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the butt. What do you use? I just have a HTML coder. Oh, wow. Okay. I just. I use Squarespace. Yeah, no, I have (laughs) to do all the coding and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. That's Which is probably why it's such a pain in the ass. Because yeah. I'm constantly breaking things. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I could not do that. I don't actually know how to do it, <laughs> so I just like I'm like, how about this? Enter broken. Okay, no, not that. What did I do? <laughs> like, and then I have to go and like find, like retrace my steps and take all that out and yeah, get back to my original website and then try to yeah. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. That's why I use Squarespace. <laughs> Everything is already like done for you for the most part. That's funny. All right. Well, now we're going to get into the good mm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Haley, what is your biggest fear? Okay. I've been thinking a lot about this today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overarching long-term biggest fear is disappointing myself. Okay. Um, by not having really done worked as hard as I could. Okay. Um, I mentioned earlier, I am a procrastinator. It's a really bad habit that 
I've literally been a procrastinator since as long as I can remember. Uh, I get that entirely. This memory came to me today when I was on my way to work that when I was a child, probably in kindergarten, we had some project where we had to color like all these little components of a mobile, 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 you know, the things like, how do you say it? Mobile? Mobile? Mobile, Alabama? I remember calling it mobiles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh You know what I mean, though. I totally know. It hangs over a crib or whatever. So it was, I think it was like weather related and you had to like color the sun and the clouds, cut it all out and assemble it over a break. I think it was like Easter break or something. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't done it. And I got back to school and realized I hadn't done it. And I hid under the desk and told the kids at my table to tell them that I wasn't there so that I wouldn't get in trouble for not having done this assignment. But they were like, oh, no, she's absent. Where is she? And then I realized that it was going to be a bigger problem, that they didn't know where I was because, like, my mom had definitely dropped me off. You know, I was like – and I got up and I was, like, crying. And I was like, I didn't do it. And, of course, they were like, it's fine. You're five. Like, (laughs) (laughs) nobody cares that much. But I feel – and so I feel like that happened to me, like, forever, that it was like I didn't do something on time. I cried about it. And they were like, it's okay. Uh huh. And so I didn't really ever learn to get it done on time. <laughs> right. And, and it sounds like, like, even then, like, you had that disappointment in yourself. Yeah. Like, you were like, I, I, nobody was mad at me. I was mad at I me. was mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that being my, like, downfall that I won't have ever, or I won't have figured out my shit in time, in time, quote unquote. Part of the reason why I think, you know, a career in acting is so great is because you can play all these different roles throughout the course of your life. So there's never really a too old. Uh-huh. But then there's the other part of my brain that's like, but you're a woman. Yes. <laughs> True. And society will say that you're too old and you can only play bit mom parts. I don't know. But I also think that that's bullshit and changing. Hopefully yes. continues to change. But it's hard when you're like coming out of one like way that things are mm-hmm. and striving for a different way for things to be. And it's like, we're not quite there yet. Um, so yeah, that's, I think the main fear. And recently it's been compounded by this day job where it's like, I'm pretty comfortable mm-hmm. as far as like, m- it's good money. I'm still not financially secure because I'm an idiot, but um, I'm like fairly, I'm getting that stuff sorted out very, very, very slowly. And I have benefits, not that I've gone to a doctor yet. Um, You know, just things like that, that it's like, okay, I see how if I stayed in something like this, like, yeah, maybe I could buy a house at some point. Being a homeowner never even occurred to me Uh in LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. No way. So now that I live in an and in Atlanta in a city with a lower cost of living, it's like, oh, that might be an attainable dream. And I won't because rent feels like throwing money into a black pit after a while. Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't have to fix things that are broken. So I don't know. There's a give and a take with the home ownership. Yeah. I must say. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. My friends who like do own homes that I know through work mostly because actors <laughs> don't own. Well, I don't know. We own this yeah, home, you own, but my husband's not an actor. Right. So, so yeah. People who are not married Literally to normies. Literally the only reason <laughs> we can own a home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People who aren't married to normies, you know, whatever. Uh, 
yeah, they, they're like, never buy a house. It's such a nightmare. And I'm like, oh. But also, it's like forced savings, I guess. I don't know. I, they're adult things. And I, I don't understand. I don't get them. Um, so yeah. tell me more about, like, your metrics for, like, in, in, in career-wise. How would you know... And at what point have you felt disappointed in yourself? Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I guess if I ever straight up give up, but I won't, I don't plan to, I haven't, even though I've been kind of like floundering for a, a little while. I haven't straight up given up. I haven't said to my agent no more, you mm-hmm. know, like I, and I, knock on wood, never will. Like, oh, I, something that you hear from people who have made it is like, just don't give up. Just Mm -hmm. don't give up. But it's like, what's the difference between just not giving up and putting in the amount of work that I really need to, to actually start to make a decent living as an actor. Uh So having like, quote unquote, made it for me would mean that I don't need a paycheck from other sources of income most of the time. Right. Granted, you know, the way things work, people go between things for a long time and you have to pick up that other paycheck. But ideally, I would like to have consistent, you know, I mean, everybody wants that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's continually making paychecks off of other things for a stretch of years and years without doing any theater or anything would feel like a huge personal letdown. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't think I'm a person who can just be happy doing community theater after work every day. Right. You know? Yes, like, I do know. I don't think that, that would be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of goes along with that. How does this fear motivate or discourage you? It sounds to me like it really motivates you to just kind of keep going. Just don't give just up. Just don't yeah. give up. Yeah. Yeah. I go through waves of, uh, periods of, of greater activity than others. Um, yeah. Depending on like what else is going on in this summer again has felt like a slump. Oh my God. So that's hard. It's hard when there's like forces outside of your control that mm-hmm. are making it difficult to feel industrious. But I think I hit a certain wall where it was like, fine, I'm going to fucking pay for this class, even though it's expensive, because I really loved the workshop I took and I believe in the work that they're doing. And I'm doing this branding exercise of my own accord. Um, so I, I, I have to I'm I think I'm hard on myself in a lot of ways that I need to be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes maybe it's like, also, look at what you are doing, Haley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so do you feel like sometimes you're too hard on yourself? Maybe. Um, I don't, yeah, because I don't know. At, at a certain point, if I'm like just being so hard on myself that then it feels like doing anything is useless. But I don't know that I've ever gotten quite there yet. I don't know. It's just a lot of procrastinating. It's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> totally get that. Yeah. I also do a lot of thinking while I'm procrastinating, uh-huh. you know? So it is, it is like a thought, um, and behavior, like 
a style or whatever. We did the emergenetics at my job, J-O-B job. It's like a sort of Myers-Briggs type oh, test gotcha, gotcha, where gotcha. it tells you what your thinking styles are and your behavior styles are. And I am unsurprisingly highly social and um, – uh, oh, what's the word? Um <laughs> Oh, God, I can see it's yellow. Um, It's like the opposite of analytical. Um, There's analytical, structural, social, conceptual. Okay. Uh So I am highly social, highly conceptual, a little bit of structural, and almost no analytical. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, And my dad has done this stuff for work. He was like, what's your breakdown? And I was like, I have, like, no analytical. And he was like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) So I don't think in numbers. I don't think logically. (laughs) I think in big picture ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. A lot of things I want to write that I procrastinate on writing. But I've been thinking about for so long. Right. Right, that yeah. hopefully, theoretically, when I sit down and write them, it'll just pour out of right. me. <laughs> you know, maybe. It'll just come out and be on the page. I don't think that's how writing works. <laughs> From what I hear, you have to sit your ass down in front of a keyboard every day. <laughs> and I'm not there yet. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do others know about this fear? You are a very social person, so I don't know mm-hmm. how much you tend to just kind of be open and talk about things. Um, or is this, you know, you really just keep it to yourself? Um, I feel like I talk about it with like my close friends. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think we often share some, some overlap of fears and overlap of, you know, wanting to do stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about like, okay, we want to sit down and we want to, you know, like work against our procrastination by holding each other accountable um, it's just hard when everybody's a procrastinator <laughs> to make, <laughs> to hurt all the cats. Um, we're all cats. <laughs> I get it. Um, but I, it, yeah. So, so I think I am pretty open about, oh yeah. I, now that I'm thinking about uh-huh. it, it's like, I, yeah, I'll talk about like when people are like, how was your day? It was okay. Like my job is not what I want to be doing. So I feel like I word vomited to you when I came in here. Like it's, <laughs> not exactly great but it's also I do have to say I am a lot happier here than I was in LA yeah um I feel like I've made more progress in less time even though it still feels slow yeah it doesn't feel as impossible and catch 22 as LA where I could not even get an agent I didn't even know where to yeah. begin. So I buried myself in producing theater. Yeah. And that sense. didn't lead to getting an agent. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so earlier you were saying, um, when you and I were just chatting earlier mm-hmm. about how your fears have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit more about that shift? Like what was it, what was your biggest fear before and how has it morphed into this new situation. Yeah. What was it before? Um, I'm trying to think of what it was before I had this job. Um, cause I was working so many jobs. I think I felt a little less like I was going to get complacent in any one of those things because I couldn't. I was constantly uncomfortable financially and time-wise, mm-hmm. time management-wise. 
So I think I just felt crazy Uh all the time. Um, And just unsure of how I was going to make things work day to day. Mm -hmm. So it was more of like. It was more of like life, like not being able to stand on my own two feet quite yet. Mm -hmm. Like needing my parents to bail me out every now and then. Mm -hmm. Not of jail. (laughs) That only happened once. (laughs) Um, But like, oh no, my car got towed and I I literally can't go pay for it myself. Right. I have to borrow money from my brother (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. and, or just finally I had to call my parents. Um, (laughs) Just shit like that. And it's like, now I can absorb those kind of costs and emergencies. So that's not quite as, as much of like a day-to-day fear or, you know, hanging over me as much, but it's now like, oh, I can absorb those costs. I can pay for my own acting class. I can, do these, the, this trip that I went on over the summer, I mm-hmm. went to London for 10 days and to France for four. And mm-hmm. I paid for that myself. Yeah. I mean, it's still partially on a credit card, but I'm paying for it. Um, and, uh, the fear has changed to being complacent in this place where I am able to afford more. So I'm, a, I'm less, I'm less likely to take a job that would put that in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So do you feel on that same plane that you're less likely to take a risk? Yeah, I think so. Like I would have to really, if I got something that's like a, like a day player thing doesn't really scare me as much because that's easy. I miss a day Mm -hmm. to go film. And I've, I've done that once. So it was like no big deal. My boss was like, more than supportive. My coworkers had a gift bag for me on the day that it aired. Like it was very sweet. Um, but if I had something in between that and something that would like shoot my career off Uh and required me to leave work, work for more than like a couple weeks or something, that's where it gets like, I would really have to weigh Mm -hmm. what the cost and benefit is. Um, Cause you know, you never, you never know. (laughs) Um, so if I got some random thing, like shooting in Mongolia for a month, that's like, who knows who this production company is and whatever, but you know, it pays for that time and then nothing happens after that. Right. I don't know. I don't know if they would take me back. Right. At (laughs) J-O-B. Um, yeah, it would have to be like a big discussion. And I like, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen before the end of this year because I used up so many vacation days. <laughs> we do get like a decent amount of vacation time. So I think I just need to be like, I mean, this year, the trip that I did included like things for after Haley. So mm-hmm. that was, that was beneficial to me as a excellent creative soul. Um, so I really needed that. But uh, I think next year I need to like be choosier about what I'm using my vacation days for Mm -hmm. and just plan something for the end of the year if I am going to go on a legit vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. All righty. Well, do you have any final words about complacency, disappointment in oneself (laughs) or anything like that that you want to say? Procrastinating. Um final words on it. I don't know. I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> That's fair. I just want to make more progress and feel like I'm, I'm working harder 
So I just need to work harder. And I feel like I am in a place where I've been doing a lot of this self-evaluation with uh-huh. the survey. I just did the whole 30. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a 30 day, you know, reset of my like eating habits and drinking habits. And I am like noticing since I got done with whole 30, not that I drink all the time or whatever, but I have like been socially drinking mm-hmm. because I, because I can, I'm not on this diet anymore. And it, I already have noticed like a big difference in my mood. Oh, know? really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a depressive mm-hmm. or a de- yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like, duh. Um, so just being, I'm, I think I'm being a lot more cognitive and um, I need to continue to be choosier about what I'm choosing to spend my time on. I'm just such an instant gratification person right. that it's really hard for me to say no to a party uh-huh. or no to, you know, a happy hour with friends when I could go home and work on this branding exercise right. or watch a TV show filmed in Atlanta and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's, it's just part of the process of me being a better version of me and just where I'm choosing to spend my time. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Haley, where can um, our listeners find you if you're willing to give out social media, oh, yeah. if you have any yeah, coming up, <laughs> that, any TV projects that have aired that we should? Um, well, the one TV project that I have done since moving here, it has been canceled. So there will be no more, sadly, of Kevin probably saves the world. But that's uh, what it was. Yes. I had one line in episode 11. Um, and... Otherwise, there's if you live in Atlanta, there's Shakespeare on Draft on October 22nd at Orpheus Brewing. Free show, 8 o'clock. It's going to be amazing. Super fun and ridiculous and drunk. and <laughs> Wear things you don't mind getting bloody. Yeah, wear things. You know, if you're going to sit in the splash zone, literal splash zone for blood. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a poncho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'll be in that a little bit. <laughs> and then um, on the Instagram, I'm at Haley Bird. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y-B-I-R-D. It's a silly nickname from when I was a kid. I like it. Um, I have a Facebook page, like fan page, but like those are such nobody. I mean, I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, and I also have a website, HaleyBrownIsHere.com. Okay, cool. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully... Some people will go and check you out. Cool. Why not? Well, Haley, thank you so much for being here with me. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. I think one of the most interesting things that came out of this conversation is the realization that our fears morph and change depending on our situation and that we don't always remember those previous fears that at one point had consumed us and kept us feeling trapped. Definitely something to keep in mind when we're staring a fear in the face. You can find the lovely Haley Brown on Kevin Probably Saves the World, Season 1, Episode 11. Her Instagram is HaleyBird, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-B-I-R-D. And um, she has a Facebook fan page. HaleyBrownIsHere.com is her website. And you can check her out uh, at Shakespeare on Drafts production of Titus Andronicus, uh, which will be happening at the end of October. So I will make sure to link all of those wonderful things in the show notes and check her out. I am Virginia, and you've been listening to Fears of a No-Name Blank. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Scarlet P. I would love to hear what y'all think about the podcast. If there's something more you can think I should pry out of my guests, or if you just want to pop over and say hello. Hello.